This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 30. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Amanda Goldman Petrie from MarketLikeANerd.com to the Baller Circle. Amanda is an internationally renowned, work smarter, not harder, online marketing coach for entrepreneurs who want to maximize their profits while minimizing the amount of time and effort they put into their business. After overcoming poverty, child abuse, rape, teen pregnancy, and near death, Amanda was able to preserve and create her first $10,000 a month within four months at the age of 22. She generated over $150,000 in her next business within four months at the age of 23. And with her first Market Like a Nerd launch, she generated over $120,000 in 90 days while also expanding her business to 19 different countries. She has helped clients turn $700 into $100,000 using Facebook ads, $300 into $16,000 using webinars and sell-out coaching programs completely within 90 days using free Facebook group marketing strategies. Amanda is amazing. I love her website. I love her YouTube channel. She's clearly, you know, killed it in terms of making income in this space. Uh, so I'm so glad to have her on the show. Amanda, I want to know, did you, did you have anything you want to add to that intro? Oh, well, I just wanted to add gratitude because you said my name correctly. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot to tell you because most people call, call me Amanda Goldman Petrie. Uh, you said it properly, so I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, you know, I should have asked that beforehand because I could have. It could have been Petrie, and I, I would have messed it up. <laughs> no, good, you're golden. Good yeah, that I was no, uh, lucky enough to say it right. <laughs> yeah, no, and you did a great job. So you kind of got the gist of it. I've been an entrepreneur for um, many years. I started when I was very, very young, and after going through a lot of trauma in my life and my childhood and this is really what finally has allowed for me to be happy with my life and and actually have a life that I feel has meaning so um thank you for that great introduction I appreciate it yeah no problem at all that and you know your story is so powerful I mean I think that you know everyone has challenges in life but like you know clearly the ones that you faced are uh, are very rare and a lot to overcome uh, and, and, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you became an online marketer at such a young age. I'm, I'm curious, how did you get your start and how did you become uh, an expert in this field? Yeah, absolutely. So it actually happened while I was on a bit of a soul searching journey trying to figure out what it was that would actually make me happy. The trauma that I experienced, what I'm referring to there, you 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 touched on a, a few of them. Obviously, I grew up poor. I had an abusive father. Um, I experienced rape. There were many things that I experienced, but the one that really hit home for me, the one that really made me finally say, wow, I've got to change things, is when I was hit by a car. Well, I was walking across the street. I was, I think I was 17 at the time. I was walking across the street after having just gotten my braces off, and there was an 80-year-old man who was driving his minivan going 50 miles an hour. And he hit me while I was walking across the street. So I almost died. I spent a week in shock trauma. I had to learn how to walk again. It was just one of those near-death experiences that really changes everything. And that was when I realized, wow, I've been living my life 
on autopilot. I've been doing everything that was just expected of me. I've been, you know, taking honors classes, going to, you know, school every day and like burying my head in books. And I've just been, I wanted to be a doctor. I was doing everything that was just expected of me, not that I actually enjoyed. I wasn't actually happy. And so I realized I had to change things. And I went on this journey trying to figure out, you know, who am I? What actually makes me happy? Because I had no idea at that point. <laughs> and so I went and I studied neuroscience and I studied cellular molecular biology. I studied, studied Russian. I studied Chinese. I studied writing. I studied all of these things. And then I studied social media marketing. Hmm. I got a job as a social media marketing intern for uh, one of the legacies of Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle, Mara Glazer. And I studied social media marketing under her and instantly I was like, oh my God, you can work from home and make money. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited about that. Because <laughs> um, I don't drive from the car accident. I have PTSD, I don't drive. I'm ex uh. extremely introverted. I love staying home. I was like, oh my God, I can be an introvert, not drive and still make money. <laughs> <laughs> And that's where I got my start. I, I fell in love with social media marketing and quit my job, quit school, went off, started my own business and have just been figuring it out ever since. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I love that story. It's, you know, breaking free because you're right. I mean, so many people, they spend their lives living up to the expectations that other people set for them and meeting the goals that other people have and not meeting their own goals. And they realize that they're, they're miserable later on. It's, it's so great that you were able to figure that out. Uh, soon enough to save yourself and uh, yeah. <laughs> and build this amazing business. Um, so uh, you know, so everyone struggles. You know, you've had uh, you know obviously a lot of life struggles, but I'm, I'm curious about your business struggles as well. Like you know, when you first started out, uh, I know that everyone you know has those moments where they're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm confused. Um, how did you go from being you know the struggling entrepreneur to a true internet baller? What was that process like? And and can you share some like aha moments that you had along the way? Yeah, absolutely. So there are two big struggles that really come to mind. Uh, the first was actually because I've had I've had four iterations of my business, where right? I've had four different businesses now at this point. And my very first business, not a lot of people hear this story. You know, they hear all of my successes. You know, I hit ten k a month in four months when I was twenty two. I made one hundred twenty thousand dollars in ninety days when I was twenty five. I have clients in nineteen different countries. You know, that's the stories that people really like to tell and they really like to hear. But the one that is kind of unspoken that, you know, not a lot of people know about is actually my very first business was a failure. Mm -hmm. My very first business when I was 21 year, years old was a consulting company for fraternities and sororities, which was a or an online publishing company for fraternities and sororities, however you want to say it. See, I didn't even know what it was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> My messaging might have been a little off, um, but uh, I built a ton of buzz for myself in that industry. I was very well implanted in the industry, but I didn't know how to turn the buzz into money yet. And so what I what I did was I, you know, I spent months and months and months building that buzz. And finally, when I took a look at my business model, I said to myself, Amanda, you're not making money. What's missing? And what was missing for me was the process of turning the buzz into money in the bank. And so I hired a coach to help me to be able to do that. Working with the coach, I realized there's a, one more problem there, which is that this isn't actually what I want to do with my life. So 
<laughs> I think that happens a lot too is, you know, sometimes when, when it's just not working in your business, it might be because it's just not what you're meant to be doing. Right. And that is what it was for me. I, I discovered that I really love technology. I really love, uh, you know, com- I, went to a technology magnet school. I love techie stuff. I'm a huge nerd. And so I opened up a virtual assistant business and it was like instantly it all clicked because I was finally aligning with something that I really enjoyed. Hmm. Within four months, I hit my first 10K month because I was finally focusing on what I loved and I was finally focusing on how to turn what I love and that buzz into actual money in the bank. So that was the first sort of challenge. The second was when I realized I was focusing too much on the money, <laughs> when wanting to make money became uh, the thing that 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 I was focusing on every single solitary day. And so I was hustling. I was working so hard. I was working over overtime. I was working so many hours and I was exhausted and I was burnt out. And yeah, I was making money. I was making a lot of money, but it wasn't making me happy. And so what I had to do there was finally take a stand for myself and take a stand against hustling and say, I'm not going to sacrifice for myself anymore. Um, I'm going to put myself first and, again, realign with what I love, realign with my purpose and my interests. And when I did that, instantly, again, things clicked. I hit 120K in 90 days, and I did it while taking multiple vacations, while working part-time. Yeah. Huh. So, you know, that that's such an amazing story. And I'm so curious to dig into, uh, let's say, maybe the first business a little bit more to figure out, you know, all these people out here who are struggling to make a dollar, you know, you're making $10,000 and $120,000. And so what what do you think, you know, you're a business coach yourself, what what are the big issues that your clients have? What are people doing wrong that aren't able to hit those milestones? Yeah, well, the biggest thing is they don't have clarity about the exact next steps they're supposed to be taking that will push them through to the next level of business. They either get so overwhelmed by all of the options out there for different things that they can do, um, or the they they try to do all of it all at the same time. So it's not just overwhelming, but they're trying to actually do all of it all at the same time. You know, email marketing, video marketing podcasting, uh, copywriting, uh, list building, Facebook ads, webinars, telesummits, all these different things, right? Because there's so many people out there telling you different things that you need to do. And it either paralyzes you or completely freaking confuses you. (laughs) And so what is most important is looking at where are you in the stage of business that you're in and what is the one action step that you must focus on to get to the next stage of business? So I usually break it down into four stages of business, and each one has its own action step. That way, when someone comes to me, I quickly identify which stage they're in, and I say, okay, this is all you need to do right now. Just forget about everything else. Stop trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. That one thing, that's it. So if you're, in your, if you're in stage one, you're probably in debt. <laughs> you're massive. And I laugh because I used to be there. Um, so I'm, I'm laughing at myself. Um, <laughs> so stage one, if you're in debt, you're super broke. The, to get to the next stage of business, which is you're not really like making a whole lot of money, but you're not in debt, right? You have money to invest in your business. To get from debt to money to invest, you the only action step, the only focus is get out of debt. And so you have to create a debt 
payoff plan for yourself. A lot of people, when they're in debt, they try to um, focus on making more money, right? They think if I just make more money, I can pay off the debt. But no, you've got to get a plan to pay off your debt before you can start focusing on all these things to make more money. Hmm. Um, when you are at a place where you're out of debt, that's stage two, and you actually have money to invest in your business now, and you want to get to a place where you're making five, ten thousand dollars a month, then the only action step there is to create consistent 5K months that bring in guaranteed income so that you can actually begin to pay yourself through your business. That's you know, that's the focus. You want to be able to pay yourself so that as you try to scale your business, you're taken care of while you're investing in your business. And so typically what I tell um, my clients to focus on there is getting people on the phone because it's the fastest path to um, being able to turn someone from a prospect to a paying client and sell them into a high ticket item with a recurring commitment. That way they can project their money out into the future. Then when they do that, they'll be at stage three where they're making five, ten thousand $10,000 a month and where they're going to want to go so the next stage after that is they're going to want to be a balanced entrepreneur where they're you know they have work life balance so to get from that place where they're making 5 10,000 dollars a month but they're burnt out they have to start focusing on scaling installing automation installing leverage that's the only thing they focus on in that stage of business and that'll get them to that balanced entrepreneur stage of business so those are the four stages and you can see each one just has one core step. That's it. Forget about everything else. You don't have to do everything all at once. <laughs> mm. So it seems like uh, you you kind of have the Ramit Sethi uh, mentality of where he where he like doesn't allow people to buy his courses unless they've paid off all their debt first. Um, the interesting thing about that and I, is so what do you say to someone who's let's say they they are in a position and you know like you said before you know they're they're trying to use the business to pay off the debt uh, because they're not making enough income to uh, tackle their current expenses and their debt. What, what, what does that person do if they shouldn't be focusing on uh, making more money from the business? Right, so if you are in debt and you want to start focusing on money, the first thing you have to do is you have to become okay with not making money in the short term so you can eventually make money in the long term, right? So um, when you create those debt power payoff plans, and part of this, by the way, side note, is when you create these debt payoff plans, it also finally puts you in a place where you feel in control of your money. And when you feel in control, it impacts the way you handle your money later on. It impacts the decisions you make in your business, the investments you make in your business. A lot of times when people are in debt, they're trying to skip steps. So they do things DIY. They try to cut corners. So they don't do things as effectively. And so they end up spending a little bit of money, but it doesn't really amount to anything. And so when you finally create this plan and you're able to step into a place of control and power with your money, it's better for you in the long run. Don't push your money issues down and don't push them to the side and, and you know just tell yourself you're going to take care of it later. Take care of it now. Take control of it now. So I actually... Um, Went between my third and fourth business, <laughs> my third business uh, was the one where I generated over $150,000 in four months when I was 23. I ran it with a business partner. I was very, very successful. But while I was in that business, I had a lot of medical issues come up. I had my second child. We had awful um, health insurance. I myself was ignoring my own money story and um, 
Uh, and then when we closed down the business, there were all these closed down expenses. There were all these open up expenses when I was trying to open my fourth business. And I found myself $10,000 in debt. Mm. Now, $10,000 might not be a lot to some people. Some people might have way more debt than that. But it was a lot to me because that, you know, previously I was making a lot of money. So it was like, how did I go from making over six figures to $10,000 in debt? Crap, Amanda, what did you do to yourself? Right, right. <laughs> And so I had to create my own debt payoff plan. And the first thing I did was I took stock of my debt. I took inventory. I said, you know, here's uh, who I owe. Here's what I owe them for. Here's how much money I owe. I made a little spreadsheet. Um, here's the number I can contact them at. Here's my account number for it. Here's any late fees I should expect them to charge if they're, if you know, if I'm late paying, which I was on all of them. <laughs> and I made a spreadsheet to take inventory of all my debt. And then I said, okay, which one's the smallest amount? I'm going to start there so I can get some small little money wins, right? And so I chose, I think it was like a $62 one, and I called them and I just paid it off. That way I could feel a little bit more in control and I could say, oh, I paid off some of my debt today. And then the third thing I did was I started calling all of them. And when I called them, I either told them, hey, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, <laughs> uh, ignore this. I know you need my money. <laughs> I'm going to get there. Uh, or I said, hey, I know you want $6,000 from me right now, but um, is 2K all right? <laughs> <laughs> and I used my telemarketing skills to negotiate with them uh, to go from owing $6,000 in uh, a medical bill to like $2,000 for the medical bill. And I kind of negotiated some of the, the debt down, which a lot of people don't do. So um, does that answer your question? That's that's kind of how I would yeah, handle yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, and I like what you said about um, people being in a, uh, a place of desperation and skipping steps because, you know, they realize, hey, this, you know, mentor may cost me $10,000. I don't have $10,000 to hire them. So let me see if I can do it for 500 or, or for, you know, free reading blog posts or something like that. Um, exactly. and, then, and then they don't get the direction and guidance that they truly need. Um, so, yeah, so I, 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 that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Great. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people try to sort of cut corners so that they can skip ahead to different stages of business, but that's just ultimately gonna, it's gonna make it, it's gonna take longer for you to get to the highest stage of business. Or even if you skip ahead to another stage of business, you'll just fall right back down because you won't have the right systems or mindset in place. Okay. Perfect. So let's say, okay, this person goes through, they, they pay off their debt, they finally get to zero and then they say, okay, I want to, I want to build a business. What 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 are you what's your recommendation? Because I know there's you know some people try to go the free approach, right? I'm gonna go and read all the free blog posts, watch all the YouTube videos, try to craft everything together, and then try to build my business that way. Some yeah. people will say, hey, I'm gonna go out and I'll I'll buy a course, I'll spend some money, but say I'll buy a $500 course or a $1,000 course, and then I'm gonna use that. And then some people go big and they say, I'm hiring a coach, I'm gonna get into a mentorship <laughs> program, you know, I'll spend you know ten twenty thousand dollars on a mentor or a coach or whatever. So um, for someone just starting out, let's say they don't have a lot of money, what, what is your suggestion for the best way not to waste time and money? What's most effective? Yeah, well, in all of the stages, you should be hiring a coach. But the difference is that you should hire a coach for that specific stage of business. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're in debt, you hire a coach who specifically works on debt and money um, mindset and money management. And then when you are a new entrepreneur, um, new business owner who's at zero and you're now ready to start growing the business, you hire a business coach who works with new business owners. And then when you're at the stage, when you're ready to start scaling, you work with 
a coach who helps people to scale. So you hire a you hire a coach at every stage of business, mm -hmm. but you just change the type of coach that you're working with, right? So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing in terms of action steps that you're going to take when you're a new business owner. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can do, obviously. Um, but what I have found in terms of being the fastest path to getting out of that stage of business is, like I said, getting people on the phone to talk to them about working together. And then you sell them into a higher ticket item. By that, I mean it's usually around $2,000 or higher um, with some type of recurring commitment. So, for example, if you're a coach, it would be a one-on-one -on -one a uh, coaching package at $2,000 uh, for a period of three months or six months. That way you can start projecting your income outward. You can say, okay, um, next month I'm making this. The month after that I'm making this. And that's really important for you as a, as a new business owner to be able to project your income out so that you can start anticipating uh, how much money you're going to have to invest in scaling your business later on. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you get people on the phone. And that's usually an easier pitch to do as a new business owner, too, because the phone calls are free. <laughs> you know, that's easier than trying to go out and sell, um, you know, like a $2,000 program. Just selling people on a free phone call is a much, much easier pitch. And then you don't have to sell as much volume. That's the other mistake that people make in this stage of business is they are like, oh, you know, I'm going to launch a group program, right? And, um, you know, if you've done many, many businesses before and you know how to launch a group program, sure. But if you're a brand new business owner, you've never done it before, then going out and trying to do that, it's going to take you like 90 days if you're good at it, 120 days, maybe more if you're not. Hmm. Um, so if you really want to do it quickly, you want to make five, ten thousand $10,000 a month quickly, you have to, you, you don't want to look at volume, right? You don't want to try and sell tons and tons and tons of packages to tons and tons and tons of different clients, you want to sell higher ticket items so that you have less to sell. And phone calls allow for you to do that. So it's flexible, it's fast, it's easy, easier pitch. It's the best way to do it when you're a new business owner. <laughs> Sounds good. So, yeah. so you, you want to, someone wants to implement that strategy, they want to, you know, get people on the phone. How do they get the phone numbers? How do they okay. get those, those people that they're going to call? Great question. So there's a couple different ways that you can do it. Essentially, and honestly, this is the way that you sell anything, <laughs> not just phone calls, but anything. There is a formula for it. The formula is you send traffic to the offer. Okay. And so in this case, the offer is the phone call. So that's the first offer. And all you have to do is send traffic to it. So First, you pop up a landing page or a scheduler page. Uh, I use appointmentcore.com. Uh, appointmentcore.com is the scheduling calendar that I use, and you just create a little scheduling calendar, right? Once you've got that scheduling calendar up, you just got to send traffic to it. You've got to get people to see it. If people don't see you have the offer, they're not going to know to schedule. So you've got to send traffic to it. And there are a lot of different ways that you can send traffic. I'm sure that's your next next question. So I'll just <laughs> answer it. Pro I'll proactively answer it. <laughs> Uh, there are three ways that you send traffic. There's free traffic, there's paid traffic, and there's affiliate traffic. 
Okay, so free traffic is things like Facebook groups. You know, you don't have to pay to post things in Facebook groups. And so you can find Facebook groups that fit your niche where your ideal clients are and post about your phone calls in there. You can identify friends, industry buddies, uh, family members, even people you know who could be ideal clients for you. And you can email them a link to your calendar. Um, those are free strategies. Uh, paid strategies would be things like Facebook ads. So you would send Facebook ads to either your scheduling calendar or to a free offer and then the free offer would pitch the scheduling calendar. That's usually how you do it. That's a little bit more advanced. So usually I tell people to do the free ones first, exhaust it, and then try the paid. Um, and then affiliate would be leveraging other people and other people's communities to send traffic to your offer. So you could go and ask again, your friends, your industry buddies, and ask them to share the page. You could uh, do a interview with someone like we're doing here and then pitch your discovery call at the end. Um, you could uh, do a joint event like a giveaway or a telesummit and on the upsell page, invite them to a discovery call. So free, uh, paid affiliate traffic, whatever you choose, you use that traffic to send it to your scheduling calendar to get people on the phone. Okay, awesome. I like that. And I, I appreciate the preemptive uh, <laughs> answer to the question because that was my next question. Uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about Facebook groups. Um, so you're, so you said Facebook groups is a good strategy. I know you, uh, you, you mentioned on your site when I was looking through that you uh, help people with creating Facebook group strategies. Um, what is the right etiquette and process for creating a Facebook group, inviting people. I know people are so annoyed right now of like getting invited to groups that they don't, they're not interested in. What's, what's the right way to create a group and the right way to manage a group that's going to grow successfully? Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny that you asked that too, because I want to say it was just yesterday. I, I lose track of the days. They all blur together. Um, but I, I want to say it was just yesterday that I was actually going through all of my Facebook groups and updating my spreadsheet because I have a spreadsheet that I use to uh, kind of track all the different groups that I'm in because I do a lot of Facebook group marketing. And I was like, oh my God, I am in like 50, 100 groups that people just freaking added me to. <laughs> it was all these groups um, that were, uh, you know, in different languages or were for some makeup company unique. I don't even know what that is. All these different things. <laughs> anyway, so the first piece of etiquette is once you create your group, don't freaking add people to it. <laughs> you know, invite them to it. So um, that's my uh, tangent for today. But yes, Facebook groups is a big part of my um, marketing. And it's just something that I really, really love. I actually have booked over six figures in 90 days from Facebook groups. Actually, the one of the launches that we were talking about, my $120,000 launch, 90% of those sales came from Facebook groups. And I didn't have to get on, get on the phone with people. Mm. That's the great thing about groups is the nurturing is so powerful there that the sales become very seamless. You know, you don't really have to push people to buy. You don't even have to really get on the phone with people. You know, they just kind of buy because they know, like, and trust you. So there's a process for that like all things with me. And <laughs> the it's it's really a four-step process. So the first thing you have to do is you have to create the group. 
And generally, I recommend that you create it around your the problem you solve or the ideal client you're trying to attract. So um, my group is called the Balanced Entrepreneur. I've got that SEO keyword in there, entrepreneur. <laughs> so when people look up Facebook groups for entrepreneurs, they will see the Balanced Entrepreneur. But then my positioning in my business is around teaching people how to make more money with less effort working smarter so that they can become a balanced entrepreneur. Remember I, I gave you all four stages and the top right. one was balanced entrepreneur. I help people get to the top of the ladder. <laughs> so um, that's where my name came from. There's a lot of intention that went into that name. Um, so that's kind of the first step is you create the group uh, with real intention around your positioning and naming of the group. Step number two is you grow the group. You've got to get people into it. It's not enough to have the group. You've got to have members. And the best way that I get people into my groups groups is I come up with a free offer. And then on the thank you page, after they opt into it, I give them an invitation to the group. So if you go on any of my webinars or any of my little free gifts, uh, somewhere in there is going to be an invite to my Facebook group. I do not just add people. That's really, really bad etiquette. I give them an invitation and it's up to them to join. And so uh, they click on the button and then they get added to the group. And from there, then they can join my list. But, you know, I just get, get them into the group that way um, through that invitation on the thank you page. So that's step two is grow the group, get members in. But it's not enough to have members in there, right? They've got to know, like, and trust you or they're never going to buy from you. And that's what Facebook groups are really for. It's for nurturing relationships. So step three is you got to engage the group. And so what I teach there is there's a process by which you take people from not being engaged to being engaged, but um, it's not very natural. And then finally having natural engagement. And so to get them from not engaged into like, not really natural engagement <laughs> is a process I call manufacturing engagement. It's something I invented. Um, but basically you, it, you post something in the group and then you go and you message your members or you message your buddies and you say, Hey, I just posted this. Can you go engage on it? Can you go comment on it? Hmm. So it's not real engagement, but when it, what happens is people will see other people commenting and then they'll start commenting. So that's when the natural engagement kind of starts, but it's not quite there yet. And then to get them into full-blown natural engagement, you do high engagement activities like challenges or um, Q&As, things that get a ton of engagement all in like a really short period of time. Um, and that's when people start no liking trusting you because they're having actual two-way conversations with you. But it's not enough to have a have a group and have members in it and have them engaged. You gotta make money from your efforts, right? You're a business owner. <laughs> you know, it's great to have buddies in your group, but you gotta make money from it. So the fourth step is to monetize. So you monetize the group. And the best way to do that is to come up with an offer. And I usually recommend it be kind of a no-brainer offer that they can't really refuse. Make sure it's an offer that is positioned around the problem that you solve um, because that problem is the reason why they join the group. And put the offer in front of them. If you've done a good job nurturing, that should actually be really easy. They should buy without really questioning it without even having to talk to you because you did a good job nurturing. So create, grow, engage, monetize. Awesome. So let's, let's uh, take one step back, maybe two. Uh, <laughs> so when you talked about 
uh, reaching out to your your friends? Are, are you literally like sending your friends invitations to your group that, you know, and, and asking them to uh, comment? Or are these people that you don't really necessarily know, but you've kind of built some sort of online relationship with to the group and you're asking them to comment? What, what, yeah, so uh, I, I don't generally just message cold members, cold leads, cold prospects out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually bad etiquette. But you can have a an engagement buddy. You know, like I have a I have a group program called The Pack. And in that program, I will actually invite my members to say who needs an engagement buddy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like my client Sarah will be the engagement buddy for my client Treva. And um, so when Sarah has a question that she's posted in her group, she'll go to Treva and say, hey, Treva, can you comment on this? So they know each other, you know, they, they have a connection and their buddies, they're supporting each other and they, and they kind of, and they do it for each other. So if Treva needs it, she'll go to Sarah. <laughs> they swap engagement essentially. <laughs> right, right. Okay, perfect. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so I want to take a pivot and I want to talk a little bit about your personal life. So I know you, you mentioned your kids. Uh, and you know, as a mother, as a business owner, how do you balance your business life and your family life? Yeah, well, so I didn't always do it very well. (laughs) Um, like I said, in my third business, I became very exhausted, very burnt out. And the first step for me was really to take a stand for myself and say, I'm not sacrificing anymore. I'm not allowing this business to, uh, affect my balance. And so I had to really start focusing on how can I make the most money as possible with the least amount of effort? How can I really generate the most amount of profits with the least amount of time at my desk? Mm. And so everything came became about how can I do this the smartest way possible? And um, so I started creating more leveraged offers. I started using more automation so that I didn't have to actually manually make sales for myself. I started delegating more and that allowed for me to uh, create this business where now I bring in sales leads that I don't even have to talk to myself. My sales team talks to them. I bring in leads without me having to do anything. They turn into paying clients without me having to lift a finger. And so that means during the day, I can really design my schedule the way that I want. I'm actually really anal retentive about my calendar and I don't like when people have access to it. (laughs) I like to design my day flexibly so that from day to day I can decide how I want it to look. And that means that, you know, if my kid comes home sick, I can take care of my kid. And um, that has really just allowed for me to have such a great business, a great work-life balance. Um, you know, like I said, I take 10 plus vacations a year. I work part-time and I still get to really enjoy all of the um, financial freedoms that come with having a business. So leverage, automation, delegation were the three big things that I mentioned. But the fourth one is actually boundaries. I'm really, really big on boundaries with myself, with my clients, with my business. And I tell people, you know, Um, these are my business hours and I'm not going to work past them. And they respect that. And I respect it too. I think there's a lot of business owners out there who say they have boundaries (laughs) and they communicate the boundaries, but then they don't even honor them themselves. (laughs) 
So um, yeah, I, boundaries have been a really big part uh, of creating work-life balance for myself so that I can enjoy time with my family. Okay, awesome. I like that answer. Um, so one other question that I have is, so with, with the work-life balance and trying to build your business, I'm, I want to take things back kind of to the, the new entrepreneur who's trying to get started. What sort of work should people expect to have to put in? What kind of hours should someone have to expect to put in when they're new, when they're just ramping things up? Because I'm sure, you know, at, at your level, it's not the same hours that you put in when you first started, correct? Yeah, no, but see, the difference is I didn't have a mentor who taught me what I know now. Mm-hmm. I had a mentor who was all about working hard, who was all about sacrifice, who was all about hustle. And so that is what initially got me started in what I believe was the wrong direction. Yes, I ended up, yes, I made money, but I got myself into this cycle of doing things the hard way. So if I knew then what I know now, I would have done business very, very differently. And actually, I've, re- I've started multiple businesses, right? So each time I've gotten better and better and better at it. So in, my, in this business, when I started this business, um, I wasn't able to do a group launch right away because remember, you know, you want to get people on the phone and sell them into higher ticket items with recurring commitments so you can project your money out and then invest it in scaling up later. So I followed my own advice. That's what I did. When I first started this business, I didn't go out and launch the group program right away. I went to fill my phone call with calendar or my calendar with phone calls <laughs> um, and get some one-on-one clients. And I did that in 30 days. I sold out my one-on-one program in 30 days. Remember my the, the my second business took me four months. Right. That's right. Awesome. So yeah, so um, my advice would be uh, or your I guess your question was how much <laughs> how much time you should invest. Um, you would think that you would need um, full-time hours or even working overtime. I do not think you need to work overtime, um, full-time hours maybe, but when you're really laser focused in on what you're doing and what your strategy is, when you have a plan and you're not trying to do a million different things at once, you can really accomplish a whole lot in a very little amount of time. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that. Well, Amanda, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you, you provided some really great advice, some great insight into your business, into how to overcome struggles, uh, you know, building Facebook groups. I think a, a lot of people need to learn about how to do that the proper way. Uh, so, yeah. I, and I, before we go, I want to know, uh, how can the Baller Circle learn more about you and uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me first. I appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you learned a lot. And if you would like to learn more, keep in touch with me, geek out with me about business and marketing, (laughs) then the number one place I recommend you go is actually to my free Facebook group. It's called The Balanced Entrepreneur. And it is ballin', if you ask me. like what I did there, uh, you can join at marketlikeanerd.com forward slash invite. And that will actually take you to the group. There's no pressure. So you don't actually have to opt in or give me your email address or anything at all. You just click the button on that page. Uh, it'll take you to the group. You click to join the group. I'll accept you in and then you can introduce yourself. Let us know more about you and really become a part of Nerdpreneur Nation. See what we're all about. If you join the group and you decide you do want to be on my mailing list, you do want to get resources from me. Our gift in the group is my webinar about 50 clients in 90 days, how I regularly bring in 50 clients in 90 days. So you can access that gift as a member of the um, of the group. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, sounds good. Thanks, Amanda. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. It was ballin'. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.